Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Well, mainly just games today. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And Avengers! Why don't you take a seat? (laughs) As we save the world through informative gaming discussion. Yes, we are joined today by our friends Mike and Ryan from What's the Focus podcast in this special crossover episode to review the long-anticipated PlayStation 5 reveal. Long-anticipated indeed. (laughs) WTF flight controllers, listen up. Give me a go, no, go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Final. We're go flying. Guidance. Guidance go. Surgeon. Go flying. Thank you so much for doing this freaking crossover event. Steve, you've come so far, bud. You've come so so far. So so proud of you. I know, man. (laughs) From a guest to having his own own podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've been turning down a lot of networks. It's, (laughs) It's been hard. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Oh, just you know, just Netflix dealing out contracts, man. You just got to turn yeah. them down every once. In I while. had to explain to them I'm a podcast. I don't. I don't do video. <laughs> yeah. Not yet, Steve. Not yet. You had to Visual turn down HBO later. Max. You're like, uh, I don't do purple, so I'm not down with that. Sorry. <laughs> that purple UI is just a little well, too much. They, you know, they have pink and blue as well as far as the uh, user backgrounds. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, they give you wide, options. Wide selection there. Yeah. yeah, they give you options. So. They got some cat avatars, right? I mean, you can you can pick a cat uh, <laughs> profile pick, right? Something like that. Maybe, no. Maybe. No. maybe, maybe a little not. bit. Maybe, so, not. maybe we'll not. Maybe not. All right, all right. All right. So, wait. Uh, the topic of this special crossover event today is the PS5 release of not only what the console looks like of what we saw during the actual live showcase yesterday on six eleven, but also the twenty six games that also was shown and talked about during this event. And uh, we are eager to go over some of those things that we liked, some of the things we disliked, uh, some of the things uh, appearance-wise about the console that maybe we like or what we thought was different, just a slew of different things. Uh, Without further ado, I'm going to kind of just put the ball in your court, Steve, and just right off the bat, man, just kind of a a broad, uh, you know, sense of what did you think about what they did within this PS5 Live event? Uh, I think it was... Very professional, uh, definitely drastically different than what Xbox presented, a, well, I guess, about a month ago with the uh, third-party stuff for the Series X. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not the same event, so we'll wait for July for their stuff. But um, it just showed Sony was here to present a console, not just say, hey, remember us, there is something coming out in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you they, surprised they, that they they didn't push this back a little bit? I know that was a lot of stuff I was reading online that, that people were thinking or anticipating this event actually being pushed back, thinking maybe the release would be further back just because of everything that's going on. Uh, were, were you surprised that they didn't? Or, or was this kind of just something that you think that they're just confident enough that they're just, just ready to kind of push it out just like they did with the PS4? I know that came out in November and then pre-orders what was out in, uh, I think, August? When it first came out? You, you mean think? like the actual launch itself? The launch itself, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not shocked because uh, even with the pandemic, uh, you know, businesses are losing a lot of money. Uh, I'm sure their stockholders want their Q4 to look good. 
So they're probably eager to get some some profits back. So I, I imagine, you know, they keep saying, even Xbox, that both companies are saying, we're not going to have as big of a supply of the consoles as we probably would because of the delays. Mm-hmm. But they're going to put out what they can so that they can make whatever they can back. That That's just, to me, that's an obvious move. So Sure. Yeah, uh, and you got people like me who lost my job. I don't have a ton of money, but I will dump all of it into <laughs> purchasing at least three PS5s. So, um, you know. And, for- and that's the beauty of, <laughs> of having limited supply for the consoles is because, one, they can say, we sold out because they know that the only people who are going to buy right off the bat are the people who are hardcore and really, 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 really want it. Yeah, you're welcome. And then, Sony. and then it makes them look good because see how how much this console is like selling. People want this thing, and then it gets the next batch of people to want the console. And gotcha. so, you know, Nintendo does this all the time. Oh, we don't have enough stock. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's in a warehouse. We know you're just waiting six months. <laughs> well, I mean, I can really appreciate the whole chess game that obviously you know Microsoft and Sony have been playing out for you know since the the you know the beginning of when obviously Microsoft stepped into the uh, the, the playing field here with the you know with introducing Xbox back in God what was it two thousand or something like that so um, you know back in the, when they had the video game awards uh, back in what November of or December last year and obviously Microsoft uh, unveiled you know their Series X their next gen console what it was going to look like i feel like there was a lot of pressure put in Sony's corner as to you know they've been talking about the art, uh, the architecture type for what they're going to go with with PlayStation 5 and what what it possibly might entail as far as you know oh it's going to have an SSD it's going to run you know so much ram and this and that um, but you know just giving us ballpark idea is it's it was about time that they would at this point um it's very interesting that they actually first unveiled what a couple months ago the controller uh the new DualSense controller and then leading up into this this is the big event that was just to kind of outline the launch titles as well as you know some of the games that are going to come out within that launch period uh for you know for PlayStation 5 and then at the very end to go ahead and unveil the console itself since everyone has been so uh you know upended by Microsoft's reveal of the um, nice apply uh, what general electric appliance uh, fridge that they showed which is <laughs> which uh you know looks looks fantastic i guess if you're really into uh computer towers and stuff which honestly i mean that's what these <laughs> things are at this point like they're literally just glorified pcs and in, in different shells so um you know it's uh, you it's, ask <laughs> if you ask asking pc yeah. users they're uh <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean the pc elitists will always disagree for sure i mean the fact that you can't really fully customize the specs on your console yeah for sure but um it's yeah, it's it's very interesting to see how uh, you know back in what 2013 it was actually uh, Microsoft that first um, unveiled their console and everything and you know showed everything first and then PlayStation followed suit after. It's interesting to see this flipped around again where PlayStation's kind of going first and now that I feel like the pressure is in Microsoft's uh, corner to see what, uh, what what's next. But um, just I mean just going off at the beginning of the conference, what were your thoughts, uh, Steve, when they first showed off GTA Five for the first time? Uh, to be honest, it was an eye roll for me. Um, <laughs> it just preach, brother. Preach. It, this game is how fucking old. Uh, like I'm not saying it's, it's two, not a two good ge- game. Two generations Obviously, old. <laughs> it's great. People love it, but like it's old. It it's it's ridiculous. Like at the very least, you could have teased GTA Six. We know it's a long way away, but like people want to see that. Yeah. 
Um, well, I think they, I think what's also neat about it, though, I mean, the, the one positive looking at, at it is that GTA Five is it's been cross generation now, where it's built such a huge community and is doing so well. It actually has shown that the industry is changing and games that come out are being supported much, much after their launch period. And it's kind of a refreshing take for, I mean, I've discussed this with you guys off the, uh, off the air, but just working in game development itself, like that just leads to more and more job security in the industry, which we've all heard horror, uh, you know, just horrors and nightmares of like people working grueling hours and, and overtime just to crunch, just to get a game launched. And then after that, there's just a fire cell of the company where everyone just is either laid off or let go. So um, it's actually kind of nice to see that like there's more of these types of games out there that are getting like these huge community followings and there's more and more content being released and it's more like a service, uh, more of a, ser- a life service uh, package that's being offered to them, which is really, really cool. Um, but I will say, yeah, I mean, just to lead off for your next gen console, you're going with a game that's literally, what, two generations ago since it did launch on PlayStation 3. Uh, yeah, it just, it just felt like this could have been in the middle of the conference as a filler. It was just weird to lead off with it. Yeah, hit the fucking snooze button, dude. It was also mixed messaging for what they've been saying uh, the last month before this whole event, too, where they say uh, they want a clear break between PS4 and PS5. They think generations should have a break and that you have functionality that you don't get that they cannot offer on the previous generation. And here they're saying they're doing that, but then their first reveal is a game yeah. from two two consoles ago. I wonder how much that has to actually deal with the fact that, I mean, GTA 5 came out first on consoles, but then, what, two years after release, released on PC? And then after that, I mean... I mean, even when it released, the PC release happened. I mean, the game, as far as the you know the the fidelity of the graphics and everything like that. I mean, it was uh, astronomically better on PC, right? And then they went ahead and did the remaster um, or the re-release uh, remaster on uh, PS4, you know, and that kind of became the best place, obviously, to play it on console. But to this day, still, it's probably the best place to play it is on PC, and maybe because of the support that they've been doing through just having it on PC as well. That's kind of just open the door to just lead right into, oh, this this will totally work, and we can still support this on PlayStation 5, uh, as well as probably Xbox uh, Series X. So, it, 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 I mean, it just probably for them just sounds like a good business decision to just not kill the project early. I mean, I know for sure, like, just working on the Sims team that we know internally it was a huge mistake to kill support for Sims 3 when Sims 4 had launched. Um, like, literally, we probably left around $300 million on the table just by stopping support for it because uh, Sims 3 was doing so well at the time. So right around the launch in 2014 for Sims 4. So it was, you know, it was kind of a decision where, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a learning point. And I think from that, um, a lot of companies that have these long, longer-running series like like Grand Theft Auto or Sims or anything that's more sus- uh, subscription-based, you know, they're going to be thinking of, they're going to be thinking along those lines as to how mu- how long should we really be supporting this uh, you know this current version of the game before we go ahead and uh, you know you know cut it out or c- cut loose. So I'm not I'm not 100 yeah. surprised. I think it's going to be a new trend, and I think that you know it, hey, it starts off with a Rockstar game, which is kind of I mean, the irony in that is knowing that, I mean, Rockstar has been putting out the, like some of the best games for how many generations now? So the fact that it is a Rockstar game that we're seeing is still being supported, I'm not that surprised about it. But, 
you know, it's just it's just very interesting to see. I mean, well, by the time uh, we get the next next gen consoles, I'm sure there's going to be a, a huge pattern of this, and we're going to see this, you know, you know, moving forward. So, yeah, and they've uh, always been the kind of developer who doesn't really take a side when it comes to consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always very independent on showing their own thing. You know, as far as E3 would go, not necessarily having it on somebody's stage. Um, so it was a bit of a surprise to see them at this event. But at the same time, I mean, you know, E3 doesn't exist. Uh, every, you know, all the all these events have been canceled over the past few months. So uh, I guess it's not a shock we sh- we're seeing them here. But um, I guess it's just it's just the history that like they came out with this game. PS3, 360, and then they resell it again with like slightly added features to it mm. on PS1 or sorry, PS4 and Xbox One. And now they're doing literally the same exact thing again on the next gen. And yeah, that's great that they're keeping jobs and, and they're, you know, I don't, I don't care successful, about that. but like <laughs> you're clearly milking the game Brian's like fuck it just move on to GTA 6 stop this double dipping crap <laughs> yeah I'm not, well, I'm not into it to be fair at least at least like I had a, the same thing huge eye roll uh, does anybody care but the only advantage I would say is that they aren't charging you again in this case thankfully well no yeah I mean I mean to argue the point the, the, the to argue the point that do the other people care I mean the thing is is that We've seen this now for years now. We've seen the monetization model of mobile games insert themselves into console games now. And the fact that even if they have a certain amount of whales that play, mm-hmm. versus obviously your goldfishes, um, they're going to keep supporting those whales, man. If they keep coming and they keep, you know, they keep, you know, they keep coming over there and eating the content that, that you know, obviously anyone's putting out. I mean, it, it's it's a no brainer as a business. Uh, standpoint i mean you're gonna go where wherever the money is are you saying it's all about the money mike it's always (laughs) about the money dude like it's it's, i don't i mean i hate it show me the money bro well what's going on in our world right now outside of video games has a lot to do with money too so yeah man it's just uh didn't cancel the single player dlc that they had originally announced yeah just because they were making more money with online i think i would probably be more okay with this kind of stuff but the fact is they announced something and then just scrapped it because it was inconvenient to them making more money, which I feel like you also have to figure that they are funding. They are not sorry. They're not funding. They are actually supporting this title because it is on the back end. It's actually funding the R and D for the next iteration of whatever that is, whether it is GTA six or another game and vice versa, like whether they still continue support for growing red dead or coming out with a, you know, an undead red dead version. I mean, I feel like they had plenty of money for the next game uh, after the first year. I know, but this is, but that's the thing. I mean, (laughs) like a company that's that successful is, is, constantly trying to figure out ways to keep growing and keep being successful like just because we think they've hit the pinnacle doesn't mean that they sit there and don't have their own goals so um it it makes sense man i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see like even red dead to be or obviously gta 5 to be supported through midway through the cycle for playstation 5 would not be surprised at all uh going back to what you said jessica uh so you think this game is going to be free for ps5 owners no, it just says the online is yeah, the online version is free. I mean, I don't know about yeah. the story, well. What I but... what I took from that is people will not have to have PlayStation Plus in order to play this game on PS Five. 
That's what oh. I took from that. But I I'm assuming you still have to pay for the game. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They, they made it. They point. made it seem they like PlayStation because it's been out forever, and really yeah. they're making their money on the microtransactions, not the game itself. Well, yeah. I mean, they're literally turning the game into a free-to-play model, right? So right. It sense for them to do that to make the online version of the game free, and then people can go ahead and put whatever money they want for for whatever value they see. So God, it makes sense. Dude. It's so it boring. Sense. It's such a boring. I know. Game. Look how long we're talking about a, a it's so game boring. That literally came out asleep twenty six right years ago. No, I'm just kidding. I have I have friends who <laughs> love this game, and they will just spend hours smashing around the city. Well, there you go, dude. Destroying vehicles, That's making great. no progress, and I don't get it. I just I don't, don't get, get it, it either. I need All right. To have well, let's move on to the next one. Yeah. What What's next on the docket, Steve? Yeah. Give me some. Give me a refresher. Give me a refresher. Give me a refresher. After Spider-Man. Miles Morales was actually uh, announced for the PS5. Sick with it. Uh, with the holiday 2020 time frame, which yep. was, I think, the biggest shock out of this announcement rather than it existing. Mm-hmm. Can I just give like a huge clap right now to the marketing team for <laughs> just like, like just, to, just to unveil this game around what's going on right now, the current climate, what's going on, and then obviously yeah. to come out with the tagline of Be Yourself. Yeah. for the game i'm just like wow like kudos and i will say this this is echo throughout the whole presentation with sony that they definitely have a good beat as as far as you know what inclusion is and how we can go ahead and spread the messages that we're trying to do in our society through video games which is really awesome and a lot of the games that we're going to talk about today i was really excited to see so many female um you know uh you know protagonists which is really really cool yeah awesome so, but yeah, but, uh, Miles Morales, dude. So not to take away this, like, I'm not, I'm not shocked that this was, uh, like announced. I think a lot of people, and I think, uh, I think you and I, Steve, were even talking to that. Is this a fucking sequel or what the fuck is this? Or is this uh, just something like Uncharted Lost Legacy, right? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. So they, it had confusion after the announcement, uh, instantly people assumed it was the sequel. Uh, and then actually there was even a quote from... Uh, somebody uh, that talked to uh, who, oh, who Jason, Jason Schreier, right? Well, he he confirmed like the he confirmed, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Kotaku over there. He's all over confirming everything. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, this is not an actually. He left Kotaku. He's not even there anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, he left a few months ago. Um, oh, just but raised. yeah, so there was a quote about this game uh, that it was basically going to be. Let me let me find the exact quote. I don't want to. Yeah, because I thought it, it was wrong. interesting because they are pulling from the exact same Miles Morales design from the first Spider-Man game. Yeah, it's, so it's they're the not changing the look of the character, um, but it's also not a continuous story is what you guys are saying. Right. It's not yeah. like it's following. Although when we did leave this character in the first one, they did set up his whole origin story with his dad passing away, him going through the process. And it was getting to this point where he was going to be actually become Spider-Man. So it's interesting that I'm hearing that it's not a continuous story. Yeah, I mean, I think the big takeaway here is that they're using existing tech. Insomniac is, you know, obviously they're building off of, I mean, 
this just leads right into what we were talking about with GTA, right? Like they're doing more content from um, an existing uh, engine that they went ahead and used for for Spider-Man, and they're which just is beautiful using the same by the way. Assets. I mean, that game was just fucking phenomenal. I don't Stunning. feel like it's aged at all. So what's really interesting is that even when they were demoing early tech for PlayStation Five, they were demoing uh, Spider-Man um, on mm-hmm. PS4, mm-hmm. and they were they were literally like you know demoing that like load times and things like that or whatever so i'm not surprised that like they gave them the go-ahead to be like you know what while we're doing this let's also let's also spin up a little little side project and have you guys you know you know flip the script let's just do miles morales game like how huge of a success the spideyverse movie was we just got to piggyback off of that yeah so here is the uh quote that it was a bloomberg interview that the evening of the event uh, I think believe it was the vice president for Sony. Um, he said it was an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game. People took that. Uh, I think even outlets took that quote and they decided mm-hmm. that it meant that it was going to be a remaster of the original game. And then that it was going to include content, which was going to be the Miles Morales uh, story. Yeah. Put into the original game. And so then the internet was, you know, pissed off because they thought that they were getting a remake, essentially. Well, not remake, a remaster with just added stuff instead of an actual new game. Which I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to be surprised if that happens in the next probably six months that even gets probably rumored or announced. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to re-release Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, you know they will. Yeah, um, they will for sure. So they then had clarification with Sony, and they said it was uh, going to be a smaller, uh, more traditional console game, but it will uh, be a standalone product. So okay. it's it's not going to be a sequel. It's but it will be a standalone thing. Kind I'm like excited, said, man. It's going to be like Lost Legacy. It's going to be like that infamous Halloween game on PS3 back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. It's an in-between game, you know, from the one that released in 2018 and the one that's going to be coming out, you know, probably in a couple of years for the PS5. That's cool. I, I, I loved what I saw visually. I mean, again, no complaints from the first game. I, I'm excited for this one. This is definitely uh, when I saw this, this is one of my tops that I, I, I am looking forward to play and just the different abilities that Miles Morales has just as a character itself. And uh, now having some fun with that, that's it's going to be a blast. No, it's going to be it's, it's going to be really fun. And the fact that, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to say this, I'm going to I'm going to probably echo this, but uh because that this was the one game that stood out to me the most as far as like, oh, it's coming this holiday. I'm like, all right, this for me right here, this game warrants me getting a PS5 um, day one. Like I have to have it this holiday because and this outside exactly- of this game, I'm like, as we'll go through here, I'm just kind of like they're just come question marks. I'm just like, I don't know. It just feels like the right now it seems like they're disguising what is actually going to be on launch day versus what is going to be in the launch period. Um, but as far as day one owning the console, if this happens to come out day one, which I mean, holidays right around that time. Um, yeah, for me, this, I definitely want to, you know, obviously get the console. So you were doing it's it. It's going to happen. 
it, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm, I'm going to so do it anyway. Bitch. But I'm saying for any for anybody that's out there is listening who's on the fence about whether or not they should get it. I mean, obviously, money is a concern, you know, and picking PlayStation over Xbox is a concern as well too. Obviously, not everyone can afford that. So, yeah, if anybody's uh, looking for a console, just find me on eBay. You'll find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll be flipping ours over there like total dicks. Um, but this is exactly yeah. what the the game was intended to do. Like you just said, it it's to sell the ps5 to that person who's on the fence yep because spider-man is a household name it is a character that everybody loves and that's exactly Mm -hmm. why they got the the deal to get this game exclusive to begin with on the ps4 and and going forward yep and mike you said it too man i mean who better right now than miles morales after we got spider-verse i mean I said online just the other day, I, I posted something about Spider-Verse 2 coming out and, and I, I dropped the date and I said that was one of my favorite movies of the year, which it was like he is a huge character right now. And like that alone is getting people excited to play this game. So it's going to be dude, it's going to blow up. Uh, it's going to be awesome because what's also really neat is that for Insomniac, uh, you know, I mean, they took a chance. I mean, taking a superhero and making their own their own game. I mean, coming from Infamous, I mean, who better to to, you know, give it a crack right but the fact that they possibly have two different story arcs here now with two different versions of spider-man is really really cool and uh you know this is not to take away from you know what has not been announced obviously is the you know the next spider-man 2 game which hopefully you know we get that maybe you know in another year or so so i mean as far as being announced but uh it's just nice to see that uh you know they they this was their best way to piggyback off of you know a great uh run that the first game had and uh you know just a you know just really cool and creative way to you know obviously what uncharted did they literally tried to piggyback off of that as well so yep um yeah hey, Je- really really cool jessica uh, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on on spider-man from what you saw um i'm interested like you were talking about in the new abilities so that's my main concern here because uh-huh. i never got around to playing the first one but Ooh. it looked really Ooh. cool girl boo. you better get on that man. all right Steven, you're not allowed to boo me it's your <laughs> console <laughs> yeah no ridiculous. no the, what we Steve, share your consoles week. damn it i yeah, do share i tell consoles, her she can bro. play she's like well, i can't play, play as my own name and i'm not getting credit for it so i'm not doing it <laughs> see the truth comes out she just here doesn't want go. to play on my screen <laughs> here we go yeah i'm not giving you credit for <laughs> this my is gaming what, this is what it's like being married to a gamer wife i, I know I'm <laughs> fun. I, i've never jealous. i've never had these types of arguments this is I'm, <laughs> i know my wife doesn't even listen to my podcast the better tb <laughs> yeah, or like, oh god, you're uh, sleeping on the couch until two a.m. Jesus, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm stoked about the abilities. I, I mean, even though you haven't played the first one, I mean, what you see is what you I get. Mean, to really. be fair, I played the demo at E3 before it came out, so I have played a little bit, but okay. I didn't play the actual game once he bought it. I just watched him play a few times, and it looks hella fun. But I yeah. just never got around to like experiencing it myself. So, um, based on my limited information, I think this looks like it's going to be great. Yeah. Ugh. God, oh, I can't wait. Okay, so I feel like everybody's on the same page and, and everybody's excited for this one. And uh, like you guys said, if anybody's on the fence about getting a PS5 kind of right away when they uh, release, this might just do it to push them over the edge to go ahead and get it. So uh, really cool. Steve, what, what do we got next, bud? Uh, we have Gran Turismo 7. All right, moving right along. Yeah, I was just uh, going to say, so what do we have yeah, after right? that? I mean, <laughs> so, okay, I'm not really... Personally, I'm not really into the racing, racing simulator job. games. Um, I think the most I got into it was the uh, 
Forza Horizon games, and that's only because they were on Game Pass. Well, you just you just pick the better racing, uh, the racing, uh, you know, genre right yeah. there. And obviously, those ones are like the more racing arcade. Franchise. They're not really simulator. They're they're kind of more of an arcadey style for that specific of the Forza games. No, um, Forza Horizon is more arcadey. Forza is very simulated. There's two different versions of Forza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horizon yeah. is the more arcadey one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Those yeah. are the ones I got into, not the more simulator ones. Yeah, I mean, my whole gripe about racing games is that, I mean, yes. it's just it's just basically, I mean, we always come to expect that with every console launch, like what better way to demonstrate what the graphical, uh, graphical capabilities exactly. are of the console is with a racing game. And to be fair, I mean... I don't think I, I can't really think of uh, maybe it was Gran Turismo three or whatever that came right around when um, when PlayStation two launched, uh, you know, near the launch window. So to have a Gran Turismo near launch window, you know, I guess, that, you know, for any racing enthusiasts, it's kind of exciting. But um, the one that came out even through uh, what the Gran Turismo VR was it was it was it the VR version that came out the for PlayStation uh, I believe it was. Grand was, six. Was it six? Uh, and it yeah, just, so that was it a was, shit show. So it was just that game, and then they actually included it in <laughs> VR. Uh, yeah, so and I, I heard people were puking three. everywhere. It was pretty legit. They had like these setups with the uh, the steering wheel and all that stuff, and like it was very immersive. But like oh, realistically, people aren't going to have that at home. Oh, actually, I, I take that back. I'm thinking of Drive Club. That was the game that failed miserably. I oh, think yeah, yeah Drive Club six not probably. Well. Probably, uh, you know, was probably more well received. But right. anywho, it's a Gran Turismo. I mean, if yeah. anyone who's racing enthusiasts, like, yeah, good for you. Cool, yeah. man. Mo- cool, like guys. Said, it, racing <laughs> games are just there at launch so that they could show off how beautiful the car is. Look how shiny the car is. Uh, it looks yeah. so but at this shiny. point, too, though, like, I feel like it wasn't even that impressive looking because, like, yeah, it looks pretty on par with what we have already. Mm-hmm. I got to admit, I went up to go take point. a leak. That was my bathroom break as soon as yeah. I saw that. Show. I'm like, okay, this is my chance. <laughs> that, I have 30 seconds. a big bathroom break. That's what it all it is, man. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I, I've never been into those kind of racing games. Again, that's just a snore for me. I could care less. But anybody who's a big racer, I guess I'd be Mario Kart is the exception. There you go. You know what, Steve? (laughs) It's almost like you know me really, really well, because that is the exception. All right. Well, what do we got next after uh, Gran Turismo here? Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Ooh, talk about an original game. Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry. You guys just assume I don't give a shit about Gran Turismo 7? Nobody does. Let's move on. (laughs) You like to turn left a lot? (laughs) I'm kidding, obviously. I, don't know the fuck I was it. like, oh, fuck, we're getting called out. Do it right. You better be swift with your feet. That was, <laughs> that was my swift. I said, no, no, nobody no cares. One, no one, but nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares about this game. Come no, on, Jessica, no you can't no one cares. me. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean to pass you over. If you do no, have no, something I to say, and I have zero opinions, so I was just okay. going to let it go, but I thought it would be a fun opportunity to make fun of you guys. <laughs> I appreciate it. Any any kind of rifting is definitely uh, welcomed here on the show. Uh, so let's go to the next one here. So you said Ratchet and Clank, right? Yep, which okay. this is kind of the same example that Mike gave for Gran Turismo. It These, are, these type of games are, are another example of flashing the new console not necessarily visually but like the mechanics and how they can function with like you know putting well, I mean, features into a game yeah i mean what ratchet which, and clank though is a well-acclaimed 
uh, 3D platformer that is probably the go-to platformer for PlayStation, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the series. I've played a couple of the games, not really, you know. I've you know, only played the been through all of them, but on PS4. Yeah, and it, dude, that one was visually pretty fucking awesome. It felt like I was like playing like in a yeah. fucking Pixar movie or something. And was that pretty, was exactly the cool. point of that. It was meant to be yeah. a show off the PS4. Yeah, when this was announced, I have to I have to admit it's called what Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I thought it was ripped to fart, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would have liked it better. With their comedy in the uh, the games, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing that is really cool about this game, though, is uh, the whole like video where they're like dashing through different dimensions. Like that is actually what the game is going to be. It's not just a cut scene. That is the game. Apparently, you will literally be shifting through different dimensions while playing the game. Yeah, hmm. that's and, and to be fair for this for game. this launch, this is almost like your Mario game. So anyone who's you know, parents out there that are trying to get, you know, games for their kids, uh, thinking outside of shooters, obviously, or all the fucking Fortnite games or whatever. Um, this is, I guess this is one of the games that you're looking at going, oh, yeah, like this, this is a yeah. good selling point as far as something that looks kind of friendly uh, <laughs> compared to all the other visceral looking uh, violent games we saw. <laughs> Sony definitely has a, a Denny crisis when it comes to who is their mascot for platforming. Um but this is yeah. definitely a contender. For me, for, it's always going to be Crash top. Bandicoot. For cra- Crash, for me, for sure. Yeah. To this day. But and they're, yeah, they're kind of bringing that character back, uh, not necessarily as a first party, but you know, it's still kind of a staple of of Sony because of the history. Yeah, uh, they, yeah man. I mean, OG PlayStation had some great mascots with what Parappa the Rapper and mm-hmm. Crash, and obviously Spyro and. Spyro, um, that's right, dude. I, I played the hell out of Spyro. There's a bunch of others. Oh yeah, Gex, uh, the the Gecko, like mm-hmm. that was even before Geico. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, dude, like there's 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 a bunch. So yeah, what do you um, think, Jessica? Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have you ever played play Ratchet and Clank? I play, so, I've played this since. I, I don't let her play my PS4. Have you have you heard? <laughs> I had it on like wasn't it some like All Stars bullshit that I had on the PS3. Oh, Steven, yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. they were yeah. in that game. I think. Yeah, yeah. I played oh, yeah. that only. I have not played any other version of Ratchet and Clank. I just don't really care. Dude, enough. I was so hoping, like, just I mean, I knew it was never going to happen, but I'm always hoping for another PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, and just because they'll make another one. I mean, they'll never make one, but they'll it just rival so. the the Smash Brothers series because since obviously you know. You know, it'd be cool to see uh, something that kind of countered that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's Ratchet and Clank. It's it's uh, you know, if you're a fan of the series and you like platformers, this is this is definitely a good selling point for, uh, to just hop right in. And uh, hopefully, I mean, it sounds like this is coming around around launch, but I don't know if it's by the end of this year. So yeah, I don't think it had a date by it. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't it didn't. Even. Yeah, it but seems cool again, for what it is. But. Yeah, and like you said, Mike, this is going to be more of a kid-friendly game too, which you need a good spread of everything, right? You can't just be all well, adult, I mean, more adult content. It's going to have challenge. I'm just saying it looks kiddy because of the art. It, there, no, but if you play the game, it's too. not like blood and gore either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Challenging is no, one no, thing, no. but it's yeah. more appropriate for children is what I'm saying. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's move on to the next thing, shall we? Uh, Project... Athea, uh, which is actually a Square Enix game. 
This one is a timed exclusive, so it's probably assuming about a year on PS5 before it hits Series X. Mm. Huh. I just like to say it, Project Athea. Yeah, Athea. I'm. I'm assuming that's Project Urethra. A holder, <laughs> awesome. and that's not going to be the, the actual title. But um, yeah, it Project, says working title, so Project Atheist. Mm-hmm. Working title? Then why are we even talking about it? I don't even yeah. remember seeing this game. <laughs> uh, it looks fucking amazing. So I want you to take on this one, Jessica, because you. I think you have more. Yeah, tell us what happened in the trailer. The like, what, what were they else? showing? Um, fire type creatures. There's like a wolf or fox or something, a dragon, female protagonist with some kind of flying and other magical powers. I don't really know what else to tell you. It seems great. So this is what like an adventure game. It looks adventure-y, but she's obviously, I don't know. She's like battling against the creatures too, but uh, it looks like with magic. I didn't see a weapon in her hands. There's some kind of like. Oh, was this the one where she had like a staff though? It looked like. No, 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 no. That's um, Kana, the Bridge of Spirits. That's, ah, that's yeah, the okay. kid-looking game. This one's more like... That's the sixth really, game really, here, Ryan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that one I am also interested in, but it doesn't look... It's The graphics are more like kid status. This yeah, got to like admit, really, I probably really was still in the graphics. bathroom when they unveiled this game, too. Man, you were in the toilet for a long time. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I feel like you need I, to go see like, a medical play. professional. Uh, yeah, I only heard from people at work while the, I, mean, <laughs> I was watching this, and I was in a chat, and they were this like, This was an oh, hour-long event. This game looks amazing with dragons. I'm like, dragons? What dragons? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, when the trailer for this started, like the very first started, I honestly was like, oh, shit, is this that thing they used for the uh, hardware demo for Unreal or whatever? What was it? Hardware demo? Oh, yeah. yeah Things yeah, weren't wrong. Five. Yes. So, here's about But that. it wasn't, unfortunately. But still, well, looks- that's I'm what I heard, too. I heard is. some people say that. Yeah, what? it looked like it was the same game. I I'm actually curious if it is, because here it says Luminous Productions worked with Square Enix to create this uh, game. It's very likely. Is yeah. it Luminous Productions what they referenced in yeah, uh, the epic uh, I think it was just called demo? Lumina. Was it Lumina? Am I just mashing I, up words? I don't know. I don't think they look the same. <laughs> Word mashup. Episode After mash the up. game got further in, I they don't think I don't think they look the same. I mean, but... I'll say okay. I'll say this. The Unreal Engine is supposed to be as um, dev friendly of an engine. So the fact that they probably showcased that what a couple months ago, showing all the incredible real time lighting and rendering. Mm-hmm. All yeah. that stuff. I'm not. I would not be surprised if that was just a scene pulled out of this game, and they are just showcasing it to basically sell the other developers to hop on the Unreal Engine. That's so, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, 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 I'll probably go back and watch the trailer now just to see with my own eyes because I did see the demo, uh, the the demo of the engine, and uh, I do remember seeing. Well, I'm just hearing from you guys talk. I do remember seeing some of this stuff. So yeah, open world yeah, map like, looks cool. I mean, yes. the it, it kind of reminded me of. It looks awesome. It reminded me of Tomb Raider with like yeah. more uh, magical tone. Yeah. To it. yeah, that's cool. And fucking dragons, yo. Right? Yeah. yeah what's not to like? Yeah, what's not to like? Dragons. Well, I mean, <laughs> it could be Game of Thrones, and just they just shit the bed. So. Oh yeah, it could be the you know the eighth season, last episode, and it could be the worst game ever on the planet. Well, that could be that could be the case. Well, it's a good thing they didn't reveal. Another season of Game of Thrones at this oh, event. I wouldn't even watch it. I wouldn't even watch it. It'd be garbage. It'd be the most garbage thing ever. All right. All right, Steve. All right. I know the next game that's coming up here. Um, Hit us with it, Mike. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Come on, give it to me. Uh, Hitman Three. What? Uh, 
What? You just went you from s- there? Come on, your list says the next game. On After your Trump- list. Oh, sorry, sorry. I jumped down because I'm on your list. For the description for the game we just talked about. Sorry. My bad. I really took the oh, fun man. out of that. He's but. so literal. How do you put up with him, Jessica? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yes. Jesus. So the next game is Stray. Yes. Which yes. is a cat-themed game where you explore a robot apocalypse world. Yeah, dude. Solving it's mysteries. A, like dude, robot- are you just going to fucking jump all over this game or what? Uh, I already have like 10 copies pre-ordered obviously <laughs> so how many of your cats are gonna case. play this game too like at least three of them at least at least at least but you're gonna burn through the copy so much you need those backups <laughs> i'm gonna like stream this game so much twitch is gonna call and be like can you just stop <laughs> can you just can you just knock it off for a little okay bit to stop streaming this game so this is gonna be so much better than the movie cats i'm so excited oh just just by watching the trailer of this game, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is gonna make up for that horrible rendition of Cat <laughs> this, this is what people wanted. Now cat lovers they're I gonna feel get like it. you guys haven't seen the movie. <laughs> oh god no, I wasn't gonna waste mean? my time exactly. with that movie. Is it is it a winner? Or have we been I misdirected? Love that movie, good? And I don't even like musicals that much. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't worry, oh. we'll refrain from making fun of you. And we'll do it later behind your back. All right, so, no. Um... <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Let me just hey, say man. this. Let me just say this about cats, and then we'll move on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go for it. When cats. Wonder Woman 1984 comes out, and Cheetah has the same CGI fucking body, and all of you motherfuckers love that character. Nope. Don't even Wrong. fucking talk. Wrong. About cats ever again. Wrong. In a previous episode, our one gripe about that movie, if it happens to be that, will be that exactly. It better not look like that because it's too much. That 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 for me will be a total fucking. As long as bummer. she looks more cat than human, I'm okay with it. That was the problem with cats. Like it just the the detail of the 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 face. It, like it just I don't know. Like the effects, it looked too smoothed over, dude. It just looked like. You know, I mean, honestly, the makeup for the actual live show is a lot better than what they did in the movie. So I don't know why they just didn't kind of, you know, Jim Henson it or something. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. To be too fancy with their digital effects. Yeah, yeah. It unfortunately, they, they takes away from how good the movie actually was. Yeah, because yeah, nobody they, can see past they, it. Yeah, but I'll tell you, if they have was. some, if they have some good cat puns in it, and she looks like shit, I'll, I'll like it. I'm a good, I'm a big pun guy. Wait, Give me so have wait, puns. have you seen the play Cats live? Yes. Okay, Twice. all right, and you three, actually, three times, actually, and you, and you actually could tolerate this movie over yeah. over. Okay, so you're just like, all right, this is good enough for me. I, I mean, guess. yeah, like, it's not, it's not the same thing as seeing it live, okay. but it, it's a gotcha. an adequate representation as any kind of filmed version yeah. of a live production is. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, all right. I'm just making sure because I mean I've seen like obviously Lion King live, and it's like a, on a different level experience. That's a very yeah, versus, it's a different thing. Versus Sorry. obviously the movie, even the movie is as legendary as that is, um, and then seeing the live performance, it's like it's on a different level. It's just it's just crazy how good yeah. they are in their own different way. Yeah, so. we saw Lion King in London, and that gave me goosebumps when they did the Circle of Life and all that shit. Yeah. Was Everyone's like they all coming through the audience and shit, going to the stage. It was it was crazy. It yeah. was so good. All right, well, moving on. Uh, right, digression. 
fuck that straight. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next thing. I'm just, I'm just trying to fucking mess with you. Uh, All right. What next, so- Steve? What, what came next? Oh, what did anybody else have anything to say about Stray? Or no, is, is it Hitman Three? Is that what's next? <laughs> I have a question about Stray. Is this cat gonna have special powers? Why is he wearing a backpack? I'm interested. Obviously, but I'm still it's a jetpack to get him around faster. <laughs> it's his supplies. It's just his kibble. You know, okay. it's just his food and water. Dude, it's just a standalone game for like what's that cat in the Marvel universe? The one that obviously turns goose. into like a Cthulhu. Goose. Yeah, goose. goose but that's it's literally a game about uh, goose. He's just gonna go around facts. eating people. The okay, cat okay. in the exactly. comics is actually named Chewy, but they didn't want to confuse the audience ah. with Star Wars, so they changed it for the movie. <laughs> and I always thought dogs laid eggs, so I learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually. Oh. Learned oh, God, people was gonna get confused. Oh, yeah, yeah. Today, uh, so when's that game coming out? Though did they say the it's gonna be twenty twenty one. Uh, twenty twenty one. They don't have any actual release date. That's okay. also a timed exclusive, so it's going to be... Yeah, all right, so this is another thing that I go, okay, this is like a game that you're showing me that's coming out down the line. doesn't necessarily to be... I mean, I didn't feel like it needed to be shown right now. I am on the on the, on the the fence of I'd rather see a game that's going to come out like six months from now and then not have all this hype or all this negativity built towards the game because of, oh, it got delayed or, oh, no, like it's being pushed back even farther than the delay. Like it just puts yeah. that much more negative press on the game. So, um, yeah, it's, this is one of those games I saw that I'm like, OK, well, it's it's cute. It looks nice, but it looks interesting, though. I feel it's like they showed my, it a little interest. Yeah, it showed seen, a little I've too early. Too but it's... Games, I've seen too many games like this that have been shown and then they come out too far ahead of time or too far in, um, you know, to the future and then people just kind of like forget about them. Like I know like uh, Sea of Solitude that came out, uh, I believe last year was shown like a year ahead of its or almost a year and a half ahead of its release. And by the time it came out, no one really gave a shit anymore. So because there's mm-hmm. obviously something else to play. So yeah, you can definitely oversaturate uh, the marketing of a, a yeah. game. Yeah, man, I feel like uh, the new strategy should be like, hey, show it within six to, you know, six to ten months before release, and then bam, release that thing. In Sony's defense, though, uh, they the games that they did have dates for, even though they were this years really, they were all relatively within one the one year. I mean, yeah. uh, the only other game I think is twenty twenty two that they had that was further than next year, uh, and you know especially the last couple E3s that Sony was at, they tend to have games that were many years down the road that they would show. And then you didn't hear from them for, for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that they're actually keeping a time frame, at least uh, that you have an idea rather than just, does it still exist? Yeah. No, no, I agree. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on one side. It's nice to see that that they're showing off games that, you know, they're trying to fill up their catalog to show people that we are having the intent that this shit will be coming out. But for me, I rather just see what's coming out soon. I mean, I just, it, I, I don't know. It just feels like it just overfloods the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the I time I still want to play it. Show, I mean, I see. Yeah, I mean, I want to play it too. But <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. okay, well, it's kind of a long time between now and then and it's not even guaranteed if it's coming you know 2021 at this point i mean it says that but we we don't know for sure so we'll yeah. see hopefully it's you know first quarter of 2021 
Yeah, but that's so. like a lot of these games, and we're we're gonna have to speed up through this list here because a lot of these games are like this, where they list twenty twenty one, and it's just like, okay, well, yeah, you can yeah, show exactly. me a flashy trailer all you want, but you know, really, like this was supposed to be an unveiling of the next console, and people need to get hyped as to why do they need to buy it right now? Because I'm on the fence that. I don't really feel like the current gen is actually out of date. The other than performance, as far as like load times and you know having a solid state drive, um, when it comes to graphics and stuff like that, I don't feel like we need higher fidelity looking games and shit. So mm-hmm. um, it's just uh, you know they, they really have to hammer uh, you know why exactly do we need to go out this holiday season and buy a PlayStation Five? Like there needs to be some impact games and you know i mean i would just want to go through like i'm going to skip ahead over here a little bit but um i know they like they i'm just going to say here on your list yeah they re- they showed off this game returnal which looks really cool it's an exclusive as well as a new uh sackboy game right uh for a little big planet series which is i'm actually excited for this game because this actually looks like it's going to be a full-on like platform style game where you uh it's not so much in the 2d landscape as much as it is more 3d which uh actually you know a little intrigued to play that one and uh yeah i mean what what do you guys think have you guys uh gravitated toward the little big planet series at all uh i played the one on ps3 i think the first one and two and that's about it they were okay Uh, i felt like they were a great concept but they just kind of fell short with the the creative design that they had um Obviously, they came out with uh, what's it called, uh, Dreams recently, and so that's like a big expansion on what that was originally going to be for Little Big Planet. Um, but this game was a real shock to me because, like, like I said, Dreams just came out. You figured they'd have all their manpower on that game, so I did not expect something like this. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, them doing the uh, the other character that they're trying to push now for Sony, the VR whatever character astro yeah astro thank you oh the astro bot series yeah which (laughs) those games have been like really regarded as some of the best playstation uh vr games i know that one game that that came out was actually really really cool so i actually still have to go check that out but that was one thing i actually i'm going to skip away from the games here that was actually kind of missed i feel as far as this presentation went um not too much as far as uh sony kind of uh reassuring us how much uh, vr is actually in their uh you know in their in their landscape moving forward i mean yeah there was that one astro game and then obviously we're skipping way ahead here but we're assuming that resident evil 8 will also uh you know include vr as well so oh my god that'd yeah, be terrifying I, yeah, I, i'd piss my yeah. pants i think but some of these games that's important. are going to be vr compatible <laughs> if not vr games they just haven't announced a new vr system so they aren't going to say they yeah, are and i'm thinking they're probably holding their own their own maybe you know different conference for vr games altogether exactly. i mean we're yeah. in really unprecedented uh, like this is an unprecedented period where like we don't have an e3 right now so we don't really know what to expect and when to when to expect it so it's just kind of up in the air as far as like oh we're gonna hold a conference next week and this is what we're this is what we're outlining like the fact that we don't have that big e3 conference uh you know, it, this stuff is going to be segmented out through the year, and it's going to be kind of staggered how, you know, as the new information comes to us. So, I guess for this conference, I mean, it was just mainly about talking about PlayStation Five games, 
And mm. that seemed to be their focus through the rest of the conference. Um, I mean, Steve, what else came that you were just like, you were super, was there anything else as far as like what was unveiled that you were like either shocked or super excited for? Um, I mean, yeah, I know a, for sure. Yeah. I mean, do you have like, a, like what's your ultimate favorite here that just like you were blown away? Well, honestly it was stray, but, um, <laughs> Really uh, over RE8, man? I mean, I wanted to lead okay, into that. Well, I have oh, yeah, don't even get him started. Yeah, I was surprised about that, that man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, there is another game that is a, a smaller game called Little Devil Inside, which had yeah, my interest. Yeah, dude. Had my interest, too, man. Uh, it kind of felt like it was going to be um, kind of like a Monster Hunter game with like a more like artsy feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked the comedy that they kind of had in there, where he drops the bomb, and then at the, and then it cuts to the guy shitting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it was it was you know it was a cute concept of going out and and slaying monsters and yeah, dude, an RPG really with like that, that cartoon one. style was cool. Yeah. So, How about you, Jessica? Was there any game out there that like that just freaking blew you away? Uh, I mean, well. Uh, Project Athia was or Athia, whatever you want to, how you pronounce it, was probably my favorite. But I also am very intrigued by Kana Bridge of Spirits. Okay. Even though it has kind of kiddish graphics, I think that the concept of it looks like it's going to be fun. It still looks Obviously, beautiful, though. You can tell my style of game based on the how both of them are pretty much the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's what was really cool about the conference overall was seeing the different wide range of variety of games and all the different art styles. Like that was really refreshing to see. Like nothing really felt repetitive. Whereas I will knock Microsoft for this. Like we see a lot of games that obviously they're heavy heavily focused on shooters and uh you know you know and just really banking on third-party games right like they're they are really lacking in the in the exclusive market so if the pressure is really on them and i feel like that's what the focus was in this conference to kind of to kind of show that you know playstation is still the place to go to for you know exclusives and that was definitely reiterated with this conference i felt overall i mean how'd you guys feel about it yeah i they definitely show that they are committed to first uh, first party single player stories uh, upmost, you know, uh, before the multiplayer, you know, shooter aspect that that most people uh, get these days. So I, it was nice to see that they uh, they're trying to expand their portfolio to to, you know, different game gamers you know different interests there is yeah well they well they got to be diverse when it comes to all these games right i mean they're trying to literally capture each and every person with you know different genres different gameplays i mean they're they did a good job with the spread within what they needed to accomplish for this actual showcase um I mean, and that's what they do, right? I mean, that they, mm-hmm. they, I think we're going to see the same thing with Xbox because that's just what you have to do across the board to be a successful company anyway, right? You got to appeal to everybody. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm just more of a PS, uh, you know, PlayStation guy in general, so I'm a little more biased. But it, it'll be interesting to see what they do on the other side of it. Um, but, Mike, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you uh, just a couple of my favorite real quick just because we didn't actually mention them. And, and, and this wasn't like the best game on there, but... It was intriguing to me, and I don't know why, but you, you know my sense of games. They're just a little different. But uh, I was actually really interested in Deathloop. 
Deathloop mm-hmm. was h- hilarious to me. I lo- I loved it. I loved it. It just looked ridiculous and so much fun. So Deathloop was definitely one I was looking forward to. And if anybody's not familiar with that one, go ahead and look at the trailer. But this guy's pretty much just literally t- caught in a time warp. So anytime you die once, you just start from the beginning. And then you learn <laughs> as you go and you try to avoid those things that killed you the first time and the further you go to actually accomplish killing you know these certain individuals to get out of that loop. Wait a and second. Isn't that like playing any other video game ever? Oh, but the whole but the whole replay to the very beginning. There's no checkpoints. Yeah, that's, that's what thing. I was gonna ask. Like, there's, there's no, no checkpoints. Oh, that's gonna piss me off. I'm not interested. Yeah, oh. that's, that's, <laughs> I, love you know, it. I don't. I don't like to be stressed out when I'm playing. But games, here's the so. deal: they're, they're not giving you like, oh, by the way, you die and you have nothing on you. You have to build from the ground up. It seems like that you have some kind of like power ability to levitate things and move them. You can jump really high or transport yourself. So I mean, they have things to. Make can it you turn full. back time to go back? Can I go actually and hop in a DeLorean <laughs> and go to the future where the game is over? You know, yeah. I can't. Uh, but but that one definitely uh, caught my eyes. Just kind of a little fun one to play around with. Um, but again, of course, Spider-Man. And then uh, the one visually that I actually really, really enjoyed was, um, let me find it here. It was uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Well, yeah. that, one, that one they showed, obviously, numerous times within the conference. You saw that well, big, that's... big... That's I mean, the big one right here. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the big the, one. That's, that's the, big the one, one but... we all were expecting that we were just like, okay, well, you know, it's going to come. When's it going to come? When are they going to show it? And yeah, it was kind of near the end, right? So, yep. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. It's a visually, it's a fucking stunning game. I mean, the, beautiful. Whole, the whole story too is really, it's quite, it's quite beautiful as well. So, um, the fact that we didn't get a, I mean, we didn't get an official release date. Uh, I mean, that's a little, I mean, for me, like I said, I'm going to keep saying this. I mean, I want to know what's coming out around launch period because I feel like they're just going to really heavily uh, depend on third-party games. Like Assassin's Creed, you know, the Valhalla game is going to be obviously, you know, on next-gen consoles, but that's for that's for both consoles, right? It's not an exclusive. So Yeah, actually, they uh, kind of partnered with Xbox more on that uh, front for the they? marketing. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, outside of that, like I look at, at uh, Horizon, I'm really like outside of Spider-Man at this point. I mean, even when they showed Horizon, I'm just thinking, what's the big selling point for people in light of the current climate? What's happening right now in the world with the pandemic and obviously the unemployment rate skyrocketing? What's going imp- to like, compel people to actually buy this console by the end of this year? And at any point, has Sony actually considered you know the economic impact of maybe we should just delay this release and just push it to next year or something? Well, that's because, what I literally I was saying yeah, at the very beginning I mean, of the I, show, right? I mean, yeah, I was asking I mean, if that's just, a surprise. What's, what's the, the huge what's, selling point? Yeah. Well, even Xbox is kind of doing the same thing where they're they're launching and kind of relying on those third parties, like you said, because I, well, I guess we'll find out. They might have a bunch to to release in July or whatever they announced in July, but. It does seem like the first party is going to be on the back end of the year as far as uh, Sony and Microsoft. So we'll see. But uh, it does seem like it's going to weaker launch title uh, setup. Yeah, I mean, I, I would actually say that it's a little bit it's at this point. I'm, I mean, outside of obviously Spider-Man at this point, I feel like it's a way weaker launch uh a, a way weaker launch than even PlayStation 4 is the fact that PlayStation 4 at least had um, Killzone, Shadowfall, as well as obviously Knack. But I mean, Knack at the time, like that's the parallel between Ratchet and Clank right now. If Ratchet exactly. and Clank comes out 
that will be huge. Like if it comes out for launch period. And Mike, would you say Man, that that part enough. was breaking your balls? Would you say? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this whole conference kind of broke my balls. I mean, we haven't <laughs> even gotten to the point where they showed off the console and what they showed and what they didn't show and this, the decisions they made. But outside of the games and obviously, you know, just looking back at everything that what they showed, um, I'm just going to point out one game that is maybe probably not getting that much uh, notice. And I was just really excited to see it because it's been so fucking long. Uh, since we've seen a continuation or another sequel or whatever, and it goes all the way back to the uh, the OG uh, PlayStation uh, days, right? And that's the Oddworld series that we're getting gonna, a new yeah. Oddworld game. I'm super excited for that. Like that has been like I, I really enjoyed playing those old 2D platform uh, style games, which is really really fun. So it uh, I believe that one actually did get listed as this year. So hopefully that for me is another great selling point as to why i'll also be playing on my playstation 5 you know pretty heavily but i like i mean the thing is too is that i guess the way of looking at it is that this this console is just it's just a more higher spec console that's going to run playstation 4 games even better right so like the fact that we're not you know getting all these these launch games and stuff like that uh you know like there might be a lack here and there at least we'll know that we're getting a higher spec console that's going to run the games that we'd love to play already on playstation mm-hmm. 4 so obviously last of us two comes out next week you know that'll mm-hmm. probably still be a big holiday uh you know game as well so which it you know, will it will be yeah. and people will be playing it. and then avengers comes out later this year that'll be another one that we'll probably want to you know play heavily on playstation 5 as well so i'm gonna play um, the shit out of that game yeah like that's that's a no-brainer that horde but um yeah, man. I mean, as far as the games go, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, obviously, Steve, let's just talk. I, mean, I know I know you, you're a big fan of Resident Evil. What did you think about that reveal? Uh, I like hated disappointed. it. I yeah. fucking hated it. Um, <laughs> not to say right, the game's well, not going to be good, but uh, just what I saw did not excite me. Uh, it just it felt like they tried to just do Resident Evil 4. Uh, it just felt like they're also, also shifting from what Resident Evil is and turning it into this weird paranormal concept, which just make a different game, just make a different franchise. Like, I just don't, I don't know. Well, I they, just don't I mean, like where they're going. This one feels like it's a different tone, though. Like, it has like a Transylvania like feel to it. It's got like, well, that's what Resident Evil Lee. 4 was. It, it, it was, yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 4. That's all it is. It's just better. It's so, like a remake, essentially, it seems like. Yeah, so it's pulling tropes of what they did well in 7, and obviously, you're saying the supernatural stuff, and then trying to, you know, pull in the fans of 4. Because, dude, 4 has a huge fan following. People love Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil so, 4 is a great game. Yeah. It's just not a good Resident Evil game. In my opinion. Mm. Okay. I wouldn't know. I don't play any of those games. Yeah, what would you say would be the biggest call out? Because I mean, obviously I love Resident Evil 2 and, and 4 I know is a different game. So like what exactly would people be like either turned off by? You mean as far as this game? Yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. Like 7 was making a statement, right? And I mean, I okay, feel well, like okay. Seven was trying to take the series into into a different realm, right? With the first person horror yeah. and all this. So I feel like they kind of imply that Chris is now a villain in this game. Uh, okay. That alone, I feel like, just kind of destroys the entire character, if that's the case. 
All right, um, so you're, so you're more you're more concerned about the story than the game. Oh, that, right I mean, that's exactly what I'm concerned about. Like, <laughs> I made a joke on on Twitter when we saw this that it looked like uh, next week on Charmed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> next week on Charmed, you didn't get any kind of Steven Tingle off of this game. That's too bad, man. Yeah, uh, it just you know werewolves, witches. Uh, it just. Where is the Resident Evil in this? Like, I get if you're co- if you want to say the mechanics and the 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 feel of the village from Resident Evil Four, sure, great. That that's the only tie-in besides saying Chris at the end of the trailer. I'm wondering if you're in the majority within thinking like that, though. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of too. social media. I mean, there's a lot of people that seem to be not happy with this trailer uh, because I mean, the series to me, the series is always each each game tries to kind of. I mean, I want to say it tries to reinvent itself, but it tries to push the boundaries as far as like where they can take the franchise moving forward, right? Um, I mean, I don't really look at any iteration and feel like, oh, that story needs to connect to this. Like, I kind of look at it like it's you know it's its own separate story, and sometimes they do do callbacks, which I guess for the real re story horror fan. I guess that that does resonate with fans. That that would definitely piss people off. So well, it's kind of I, I could see I could see that, but from a gameplay standpoint, I, with what they accomplished with seven, I feel like it's I'm so on board with this. Like for me, playing seven, even playing half of it through VR, and then and then playing the other half, you know, obviously outside of it because I was just getting too fucking scared and nauseous at the same time. Like this oh, is my just God. unpleasant. But, I'd never um, do it. Yeah, dude. Like it, it was a huge selling point for VR too, though when that mm-hmm. when that game came out. Because yeah, I outside of being a great game, it was also a VR. Great, yeah, it was a great uh, VR game as well. So um, I'm glad to see that 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 the the re the you know obviously Resident Evil series is growing outside of just being a third party perspective. Uh, you know, a third person perspective as far as seeing that right. So well, here's where but, it's got. You know, that's why it's mixed like messaging for me because. They're they're remaking the old games and they're putting mm-hmm. that over the shoulder third person, mm-hmm. and then they're also trying to do the first person with the new ones, and it just seems like they're trying to please both. Yeah, but those Resident are, Evil those fan are, bases. Those are new experiences altogether, though. Like it's not like they're trying to do RE two with the RE seven approach. I mean, I'm not against that. I know I'm not I'm I'm not either, but I'm saying like I bet there might be some people out there who'd be like, fuck that shit. Like I don't want to see that. But at this point, since RE2 has already been remade, yeah, sure. I mean, if you can add a first person mode even to the existing game, I don't think they could, but just because of the mechanics involved. Yeah. Um, Honestly, with yeah, seven I mean, I don't know. The only thing I really lo- like loved about seven was the way that they made it a first person game that felt like it was resident evil like the nostalgia of resident evil was there you know with the the save and and the the item boxes and all that stuff like it felt felt like a resident evil game in that sense (laughs) in first person which was a nice yeah change up but the story was just fucking dumb with like i I liked the, how they did like the the different you know family members were like different like horror tropes. I, I I get what they were doing, but it just didn't feel like Resident Evil. And then they went to this weird paranormal shit at the end, and it just, uh, it just. I don't know, man. I kind of I kind of 
I mean, for me, I, I think we're just gonna agree to disagree on it. Yeah. I, I I agree. I I actually thought it was refreshing to see it this way because of the fact that we are we are used to seeing different horror tropes and different you know in different shows and things like that. That they, for me, it was more refreshing to see that in a Resident Evil game that it's not just about fucking zombies anymore. And that in itself, I guess was more so, you know, introduced in RE4, right? Like, they weren't necessarily just zombies, right, at that point. They were, they were like, actually infected. Like, infected, but, yeah. like, they were really just crazies, right? They're just crazies. They and, were, like, um, parasite-possessed or some shit like that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I go... I, I could see it both ways, but, I mean, for me, I thought it was a fresh a fresh retake on the series, so, I don't know. Um but uh, how about Jessica over there? She uh, she she dabbled at all in the RE series. You do you watch no. Steve play at all, or you just do you um, say fuck this shit? It's time uh, for me to go to bed. I don't like <laughs> I don't like those at all. I have I have observed him playing whenever he wants. Uh, what have we we played something sort of together? But no, generally the Resident Evil games are not my thing. Let me let I me will... ask you this. Sorry to interrupt, but does yeah. does it actually scare you when you play no, those games, no, or you just, just not... don't like those games? It's just mm. not fun. I don't enjoy the stress. Uh, as we, as we mentioned earlier, being stressed out during a video game is literally opposite of the point. So the stress is being misinterpreted as fear. So you, you know, know I could I could relate though. I could relate though, Jessica. I could relate to that. Mike knows firsthand. I get very stressed out during some of these games to where my palms get extremely sweaty and I get yeah. very uncomfortable and I don't have as much fun. But uh yeah, I, I just uh, I I haven't been into those yeah, actually this kind of game either. I've never played oh, one dude, of these. I, I I am the same way. Like I get stressed out when I play them, but I think I'm just a thrill seeker and I like to. You are. Feel You're that an way. And it's it's the same reason why you watch horror movies, right? You want that suspense. You, you want that excitement. Movies. So it's just uh, I think what scares what scares people that are turned off by these types of games is the fact that you are literally in control of the character, which is when you're watching a movie. You know, whatever, man, whatever happens, happens, you know, fuck it. It's going to be over soon. But whereas you're playing a horror game, you don't really know how long this is going to go on for and what the fuck is coming and when it's coming. So like when Mike and I play Man of Medan, (laughs) which we still haven't (laughs) finished. But yes, (laughs) we should record ourselves playing that one. And everyone can see how big of a wimp I am. We are no no men of Medan. If that's the case. Like I'm a little boy. I'm a Don't little even boy try the uh, alien little isolation then. Oh my god, I, Steve! I can't emphasize how big <laughs> of just a total wimp I am with those games, man. I get so freaked out. It's no well, joke. Alien Isolation is different because I love the Xenomorph, so I wouldn't mind getting ravaged by one. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have a setting in that game where uh, your microphone can pick up sounds in the room. Oh, and then yeah. it will trigger the alien to know where you are because it's nope. hearing the sound from nope. your microphone. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'd literally I'd shit my pants. I'd have to wear a diaper while playing yeah. the game. Nope. Two, I don't two diapers. I soaked through my first one. <laughs> two, two diapers. This is why we have kids, folks. All right. No. So. <laughs> Sorry, I had uh, a couple dad dad jokes. Uh, yeah, they're pretty bad, but whatever. Yeah, all dad jokes are bad, so we're we're fitting the profile. All right, uh, so that's Resident Evil. Uh, I I want to go over. Um, I want I kind of want to get off the game now. Um, the game since we all kind of went through what we liked, uh, what we didn't like. Uh, I, I want to talk about the console itself. Can uh, I talk about one last game. You better make it quick. All right, you better make it quick, or I'm gonna. Capcom did not silly. disappoint me completely. 
Pragmata was the other game that they showed at this event, uh, uh. and it looked very much uh, like this weird space Silent Hill type thing. Uh, and shout out to the having uh, holographic cats. So, cats <laughs> I knew that was why you wanted to mention it. Yeah, oh, yeah cat dad has to mention. I was no, gonna it, say, I'm was that the weird? Was that the weird uh, translucent to me? Yeah, that was that weird translucent cat uh, fucking game, right? Where you could see the cat's anatomy. I'm like, what the hell's yeah. going on right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't really give you any indicator what this game was about, but like, it yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing. That it feels like it's Death Stranding. I mean, I feel like and Death Stranding is still kind of mixed right now. So the, the helmet design kind of remind me a lot of uh, Dead Space. So I'm intrigued yeah. if this is the game that the uh, guy who worked on the first Dead Space story uh, tweeted about. I wonder if this is the game he was talking about. You know what it looked like to me? It looked like one of the equipable, uh, equipable helmets that you wear in Destiny. I was like, oh, that looks like I was going to say that. <laughs> Hell yeah. What up, Destiny? Okay. I'm like, wait, Destiny 3 with cats? With what? cats? Holy shit, what? did this just change cats all of our eat. lives? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Cats in space? Cats in space. Cats, cats in space. space. Airplugs. Right. Airplugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, good show. All right. All right. Now, I want to talk about the console. I'm really interested because I, I, I don't know. I have my gripes about it, but uh, I'm interested to hear. I mean, obviously, at the very end of pretty much the end of the showcase, we finally got uh, the reveal of what we've all been waiting for to actually see the console. Mike, like you stated earlier, we've known what the remote looks like. Um, so we can only assume the remote was going to be in some way kind of remotely <laughs> close to yeah. what we saw. Um <laughs> And when they revealed it for me on a personal level, I kind of just did my own little eye roll, to be honest. Uh, just from it, it just wasn't what I was expecting. But I really want to hear everybody else's kind of points of view on it. Mike, Mike, what did you think about the console when you first saw it? Well, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, I mean, you put the Iris, uh, the Iris Siron <laughs> totally, on the top man. of it. it, it totally, man. Totally, what you're gonna get. So you shall not pass, dude. Yeah. It, seriously, it looked like. I you know it really <laughs> did. It really did. Good call. Great call. No, um, so yeah, I mean, the whole conference, like they, they basically were obviously teasing with their with their 3D graphics of showing like, oh yeah, you know, trying to show like all all the all the uh, the curves, all the sex appeal for this thing. Oh yeah, and so wind up. Yeah, yeah. When they, when they did the uh, what the 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 minute unveiling of whatever the fuck we were watching, it looked <laughs> like the symbiote. console. It looks like the console oh, was being 3D not printed. Yeah, it looked like it was being 3D printed as we were watching it. I'm like, holy shit, wait, guys, wait. It's it's printing. Hold on. It's we're going to see it in yeah. about, about oh, oh, well, we got another hour. Oh, shit. It's, it's dial-up. Um, It'll take a while. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that whole un- the unveiling was, I mean, they definitely are trying to, uh, you know, be. Sex appeal. You know, it's a sex appeal of obviously what would they is. do with I- iPhones, right, when they yeah. unveil an iPhone, right? So, yeah, they uh, they definitely hit the mark there as far as being on that same level. Um, but yeah, when they pulled out into that pan out of just showing it off, oh man, dude, I felt like a band aid got ripped off. I was just like, ooh, shit, fuck, it's got lots of curves and fucking like vent like ventilation areas that are probably gonna collect hella dust and yeah, and it's a sizable like, football field, which is crazy. Yeah, dude, it's uh, so yeah. So someone <laughs> went, like, it's, you know, it's crazy how Twitter just blows the fuck up, and people do mock comparisons of like, 
you know, they they went ahead and they're like, oh, uh, we're gonna match the size of the yeah, other. They did a scale the map, tool, dude, based on the fact of like using the point of reference as the USB A slot, which is obviously the same no matter what. So they went ahead and they did that, and they did a good scale representation to show like what it looks like between you know our last gen consoles and. Dude, this thing looks like a fucking beast, dude. Like it's, mm-hmm. I, it, it's bigger than the PlayStation Three launch uh, 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 console, and that thing was fucking huge too. So huge, and the fact that it's not form fitted, and I mean, I'm more, I really like the design right now of the PlayStation Four Pro. It's mm-hmm. sleek. It's you know, it looks great standing. It looks great flat. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about this. It just, uh, it feels like it's a big. Uh, middle finger to Microsoft to be like, hey man, we can do more than just a fucking box. So I don't know. Yeah, just we can, like we, can we can do more than a box. We'll we'll make a piece of shit instead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you have to assume that the design was laid out long before they knew anything about what Microsoft's design was going to look like. Well, I mean, I've seen some of the dev kits, and I mean, just seeing those dev kits, and I'm like, wow, this is completely different than what they yeah, were. Yeah, that's what I was say. But I, this to be was, honest. This one, just feels like they forced it. <laughs> the one dev kit I am thinking of was this hideous looking. It was like that, a like, awful, shape with the venting yes. in the middle. Like I yeah. thought that looked just terrible. So I think they better than than what that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I, I feel like they were trying to do too much and make it look too futuristic. Hey, now we're in, you know, the 2020s and this is another era. You know, we're going to have this console for the next eight to 10 years or whatever the case may be. And we got to make I, it was too much, man. I want it sleek and I want it something flat or something just the more conformed to be able to place it in a more convenient spot. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. That, I mean, that's I will say me. this, though. Like, the design of Sony products overall, the fact that this is coming from Sony, I mean, even based on that design, um, what we're going to get is going to be pristine materials because even that's the casing on the PS4 Pro, like, it's going to be... No, I'm just saying, like, it looks it looks alien-like. Like, it, we're just so off-put by it. But shit you not, once that thing is in your house, it's in your hands, you're touching it, and you're putting that thing, laying that thing down... You know, it feels like even when you lie it flat, like, is it really going to, like, sit flat? Like, it looks like it's just going to wobble, right? Like, there's no way in hell that's the case. Like, they totally made sure they engineered this thing perfectly. When I so caress it gently in it's, bed, it's going to purr. It's going it. to purr like a kitty, and I'm sure uh, Steve is just super excited about that. It's going to warm up so, the, the old have you, bed. Have you seen the meme where uh, they put a cat face on the, the console, <laughs> and it looks like a really, like, Slender nice. cat. <laughs> just cat just chilling. There. Of course they have that. Of course somebody's done that already. Oh, good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I know what we're gonna get is gonna be top notch. That's that's not what I'm disputing at all. But again, from what I would like on my own, you know, personal level of convenience sake of where I know this thing is going to go, depending on how big this truly is, might be a little bit of an inconvenience. Yeah, That's most all. people are going to have to put it on its side if if uh, yeah they get this. But this just... is so I want to just say this: the caveat here, and this is probably the biggest like win for me and what they did, is that obviously they showed they showcased the console, they showed it, and then right after that they go ahead and they fucking it feels like they rewind the video, and then all of a sudden you're seeing the console again, and they pull out, and you're like, holy shit, there's two different SKUs. And I know we were expecting this, but I think more so we were maybe kind of thinking they might go the route of just more storage versus the other. And the fact that 
it's been such a huge debate here as to whether we're going to go full digital moving forward or stay with physical media. I feel like Sony made the perfect decision to just offer both. And in doing that, hopefully, hopefully that will appease so many more, you know, people out there because I mean, right now as it stands, the reason why you really, really like want to have, you know, obviously your physical media is if you want to like for home theater and, you know, enthusiasts who uh, there's a lot out there, they want to still have physical media because there's certain audio codecs that just don't stream correctly or right now, and they're just not out there yet. Well, like you're, a, you're a physical update. media guy, right? So you yeah, would never yeah. do Well, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, but I've been, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm a, it's more because I collect steelbooks. So that's why I want physical media. But outside of that, um, I do like the convenience of digital. So, but I do know that, you know, obviously, you know, if you are a home theater enthusiast and for people that obviously are and have home theaters at home and they want an all go to station, um, they, they have that option with the PlayStation, right? Like if they went the whole route of going, di- uh, you know, with no discs, um, you know, that might turn off a lot of, you know, a lot, you know, it might turn off a big crowd. And, and at that point they kind of shot themselves in the foot because mm-hmm. if it's discless, it's discless. There's nothing you can do. So, yeah. and, and keep in uh, mind, Sony owns Blu-ray. So they're yeah. making profits so, on all of those movies that people are buying to watch on there. that the PS4 Pro did not support 4K Ultra HD. Unbelievable. Blu-ray. It doesn't Unbelievable. even fucking make sense to me. Like, they yeah, made this format. Their competitor had it for consoles. Yeah, their competitor <laughs> had it, but not them. Like, yeah. they're just fucking, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what's going on. It doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. yeah that, Jessica does not respect Sony anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a fair, that's a fair thing. Yeah. And so I'll have to, I'll have to buy two of each then, huh, Mike? Well, the digital, the, well, here, well this is the, well, this is the thing is that the when they pull down and they show the shot, the the digital version is smaller. It looks actually slimmer. Yeah. So that is probably gonna you know for people I mean you know, I like myself, um, I'm actually debating whether or not I want the physical. I mean I I do know that I'm probably gonna want you know my Xbox still to be my home theater hub. So I might actually entertain the idea of getting a a, a you know, non-optical drive. Uh, yeah, and what we know about what we're going to see from the PS5 yeah. and the download speeds. I mean, even if you're now getting the, you know, digital. I mean, when it comes to downloading games, it's going to take no time at all. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not supposed to the download speed. It's the writing speed on the disc, right? These the solid state drives that are with these new next gen consoles. It's going to be a fucking night and day difference. Like I'm telling you, like if you have a computer uh, rig set up with a solid state drive, you know the difference of when you launch Windows with that versus obviously just a standard drive it is night and day difference. Like how your apps and games load, like almost like within seconds. It's it's fucking fantastic. So. Um, really excited about that, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it will be, uh, you know, I guess the one thing that didn't really get, uh, it's still a big question mark is the fact that, you know, we don't know, uh, if the discless version, is that going to compensate by having more storage? Uh, Mm. I hope so. I feel like it has to, I feel like it has to, because I feel like right now the, the, the sentiment is people are going to think that the, the digital version itself is actually going to be, um, cheaper. And I think it might be a little bit cheaper, but it shouldn't be like too much cheaper because I would want that version to have more space because it is digital. So I don't know. I mean, Microsoft, obviously, I feel like they're already ahead of the game with having their own proprietary like, you know, um, solid state drive little USB slot cards that you can put in, which is awesome. But you can also still have the the uh, the option too to just connect a hard drive and then upload your games there as well. So. You know, Xbox to me is still at this point. I feel is if when it comes down to the specs of what they're 
currently are offering sony still needs to come out with another you know conference to really showcase like exactly everything that the ps4 can do on the hardware on the hardware side because um you know what they showed yesterday i mean they didn't give us a price point or anything and they didn't tell us the storage difference between the two SKUs. so um even right now like it seems like i'm i'm assuming that maybe they might open up pre-orders probably around gamescom or something like something around there so it'll be interesting to see how that how that lays out but i mean overall the design of the whole thing what did you guys what did you feel about it steve and jessica uh actually jessica brought up a good point when we were, were watching this uh, about the design with the discless compared to the uh the normal format with the disc uh you want to take over with that one jessica Oh yeah, I just noticed that it seems to me like they designed the the concept with the discless in mind and then maybe as an afterthought added the disc version because it's clearly asymmetrical if you go to the disc version. Yeah, I feel like the digital version looks more sleek with it the looks better. what they're trying to do, exactly. Yeah. And with respect to the design, you said the word alien earlier and I think you hit the nail on the head because it reminds me of something you would see in Mass Effect Andromeda. Like an oh, a, uh, I was an, just literally going to mention Mass Effect because I was like, I yeah. don't know if you guys are Mass Effect fans, but yeah, dude, it looks just like it's from fucking Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, you know, the thi- I mean, it's probably, I mean, let's be honest, they're not re-engineering the optical drive of a 4K Blu- uh, Blu-ray player, right? So yeah. They probably had to find a way to fit that thing in there. So, yeah, it could have been a complete oversight. And I bet, yeah. you know, someone over there probably pushed back. And I'm happy that they did because it's important, I feel, at this point to still yeah. have two SKUs. Yeah, and uh, having multiple SKUs is nothing new to the gaming world. I mean, yeah. you know, 360 came out with its core and then its premium console. You know, they, they both had drives, but the, yeah. the storage size, as you kind of were talking about, Little did everyone know, though, they were all shit, though. Everyone, every one of those fuckers red red winged and they literally shipped an interior product. Oh, yeah. I had uh, (laughs) the red wing on that. I think I was, it was gone for like a good three months before I got it back. Dude, you and I were in line, bro. Remember? Yeah. The same Costco. We got the same shipping units. Yes. They hit me up. We're like, hey, I'm going to go to Costco and get this. Let's go. I was like, sure. Not going to buy one. You fucking waited, what, like fucking 12 hours in line overnight? Yeah, we stayed overnight. And I was like, well, fuck, I waited this long. I might as well buy it. (laughs) Yeah, you better fucking buy it after 12 hours. So I was like, fuck it. And then I bought one. Yeah. Attaboy. (laughs) Yep. Good memories. But, uh. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting now. I mean, I feel what Sony's done. They've put the pressure now, obviously, on Microsoft. And I mean, Microsoft is gonna be ready for this as far as how they're gonna counter it. I mean, I still the one thing that they didn't even address at all as far as what Microsoft does a lot better in doing. I feel is that uh, they showcase their their subscription services a lot, and they actually detail like what everything is entailed with it. Um, Sony does. I mean, at first they did a good job with the PlayStation Plus program of, you know, okay, we're going to get two free games a month here and that, right? So, but then obviously Microsoft countered with the Game Pass program. And for me, I feel like the Game Pass is such a better value. The fact that it includes online, yeah, the subscription, yeah, yeah, I mean, the fact that it includes subscription online as well as a fucking huge library of like over 100 and something games. Um, that's the, the, and the fact that they re, they put them on a rotisserie and bring new games in and out, like that's, that's just awesome. And, uh, with PlayStation now, uh, streaming service, uh, as well as 
that's still not being bundled in with PlayStation Plus, I feel like it's a huge miss. And this was an opportunity to basically c- combine the two so that, you know, players out there that still want to play like either older gen games or want to just stream games in general. Like there was no addressing that whatsoever. And when Microsoft does their conference, get ready, man. They, they're going to have, you know, they're going to show what xCloud is up to and all the streaming that they're able to do with their games and, and whatnot. Like when it comes down to it, I really feel like, Xbox is, is still setting the standard as far as pushing the industry forward with newer, newer new, uh, with newer tech. Even the fact that Sony had to sit there and showcase what, how much is different in their DualSense controller. I mean, adaptive triggers were introduced in the Xbox controller on launch for Xbox One. So it's just at this point, it's just it's just par for par. And Sony can say whatever they want, like it feels better and this and that. But we'll see. We'll see when we actually yeah. hold that thing. Uh, uh, because in their defense, though. In Sony's defense, they did say that this is going to be like multiple events up to the launch of the console. So they may have an entire portion. I think they do, dude. All about going the Nintendo Direct route. Yeah, I think they're going to do a bunch of different state of play events, and then they're going to, like you were saying, like they're going to just stagger these things out, and we'll we'll, you know we'll get more updates. I mean, this won't be the the last one for sure. We'll probably have at least two more. I mean, you have to assume PlayStation Plus is going to exist still, but. I am curious what features they're going to add, what they're going to change, how they're going to go about. Will there still be free games? Are they going to lump VR into that? Like, it's just there's a lot of questions regarding how the service is going to work. Yep. Totally agree. And I can't wait to find it all out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A couple of weeks from now, I hope. (laughs) I know, right? Sooner than later, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a. they're they're doing a good job pacing it out because right now they kind of don't want to also take away from the launch of last of us like that starts next week and mm-hmm. you know um this was honestly what ironically happened in 2013 last of us came out and it came out the week of e3 and to be fair like this is coming around around the same time that e3 would have happened right so yeah um uh, and it's literally like coming out right before the end of a console generation. So and they, they still have they probably are gonna wait, I would say, at least a month or so after Last of Us drops and then give us more and more news about PlayStation 5. Um, at this point this was more their due diligence as to doing some type of conference in lieu of E3. And then um, you know, we'll hear more in the months ahead. Yeah. And they still have Ghost of Tsushima that is gonna be released as well in the next few months. So Yep. Yep, you they know, got two. Yeah, they have PS4 to focus on before they can. You know, they don't want to mix up their messaging on why you should stick with current gen and also why you should also buy next gen. You know, they need to yep. separate that wisely. Yeah, and the, I mean the other thing too, they didn't even go over like what Microsoft has already outlined. What the uh, what is, what is the feature they're outlining with uh, backwards compatibility with the the newer gen like Xbox Everywhere? Is that what it's called? Uh, I believe or so. Games, it's like games everywhere or something like that. So like if you have games the current anywhere, gen, maybe. Or, I, yeah, like if you buy Assassins or not Assassins, well, if you buy Madden, right, of this year's Madden, like you already get the version for Series X or even PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Right? Is it Smart Delivery? Is that what they're calling it? Smart, yeah, Smart Delivery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically they're, they're saying don't buy yeah. a game twice. Exactly. So, Rockstar, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah man, uh, overall it was a, it was a good conference. It uh, 
you know, I have, you know, obviously we, ha- we all have our questions, right? So, I mean, is there anything that was like super that you, like, what do you like, mo- what do you want to hear most right now as far as from Sony and Microsoft in the next coming months? Uh, as far as uh, Microsoft, I, I want to see them pull out the guns for July. I want them to show that they have the games because they have the technology. They have the commitment to succeed, but they don't have the games just yet. So I'm really hoping with all of these developers that they've bought over the last couple years that they are going to just show why an Xbox Series X is so important to have next gen. Let me guess. From Sony, you want a whole remake of your least favorite game on there, which is Resident Evil 8. (laughs) (laughs) am i am i am i I warm cold Uh, what am i doing no no, i definitely don't (laughs) what i do want from sony uh for the ps5 is i want to see uh days gone 2 i want to see a sequel to days gone i know everyone's in love with the last of us but i you know hot take along with enjoying cats i think (laughs) days gone is the better Steve, you're uh, such an oddball. You know that you're 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 the thorn in everyone's ass when it comes oh, to all yeah, this. <laughs> Have you guys played it? <laughs> no. So so I was I no I will I will definitely give you credit for playing Days Gone and actually finishing it because I feel like a lot of people just like jumped all over it and were like you know this game just borderline is just not up to par with Last of Us and I feel like that's so unfair. It has um, its problems. It has but. its problems, but it was trying to be something different, and visually, it looks fucking amazing. So, yeah. I've yet to play it, and I really would like to check it out because the whole what like isn't there a, a, an actual uh, strategy involved where you're actually using hordes to take out enemies and stuff? Like, yeah, you're not yeah. There, it's a zombie strategy. You'll so it's really cool. Where you have to like take out like hordes of literally hundreds and hundreds of these they call them freakers but they're just zombies really yeah uh yeah and like it's it's not just run in there and shoot them like you legitly have to plan out how you're gonna do it you can set up traps along a path you can like you know uh that's cool pigeonhole them into like awesome yeah it's a great game it's basically last of us open world it's a bit slower in the beginning it's got some glitches Mm-hmm. but nothing that breaks the game. And I think that the story is just as good as last of us. So I urge anybody to try that game. If you are looking for a PS4 game to hold you off to the PS5. Yeah. I mean, I will, I will echo that as well as, you know, I don't know if you guys ever played the, uh, the order 1886 that came out on PlayStation four. I mean, that was a heavily hyped game up until launch. And then obviously it fell flat on its face. Just due to the fact there wasn't much, you know, there wasn't much content in the game as far as, you know, playing through the campaign and it was a very linear campaign and it just felt like it was just, you know, going through the motions, but visually and story-wise, it was very, very, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was fun, dude. Like it was actually quite interesting to get through it. So, um, but outside of gameplay, the gameplay was just kind of, you know, a little lack. Yeah. I uh, actually didn't finish that game. 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, but 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 the world that they build around it, though, like even like what they did with Days Gone, I'm sure like it'd be nice to see us uh, another attempt at it. But that's the thing they do with the gaming industry, man. You could go ahead and uh, if something if something doesn't uh, catch catch with the you know with the community, you know, that's it. They move on to the next thing. It does seem like Days Gone is getting a second life because it's been on sale a few times, uh, and I think that it's getting more people exposed to it and are realizing it's a better game than it got credit for when it first launched yep so we'll it's, see. A, it's it's a tough one for the days gone studio too so i believe ben did that studio and those are the yeah. old siphon filter guys and mm-hmm. um you know uh the fact that that game is you know i mean obviously is already heavily discounted and it's uh you know it's kind of struggling uh i'm a little concerned as to what's going to happen with that studio hopefully they give him another shot or whatever but um i don't think days gone had any type of like dlc plan right like it was just a single release and that's it no they've added like updates to do like uh challenge stuff and uh new game plus stuff like that but they don't have any actual dlc no yeah so so they're not monetizing anything so that that's a little that's that's worrisome in my eyes so we'll see i mean let's see if sony can take the blow on that game and just write it off and they're gonna blow it so hard they're gonna, Dude, they're, gonna they're gonna blow, blow so this. They're gonna blow it so hard, just like we blow this podcast every time we do one. <laughs> we just blow it so dead, so, so, so hard. Jessica, what, what? I want to hear from Jessica. We need to all shut up. I want to hear what exactly <laughs> was her like. What was her favorite thing from like what came out of this conference? And bottom line, like, what are you still looking forward to for PlayStation? Uh, well, I did. What I did notice, which they're obviously focusing on single player um, games, which I think is interesting and I think could actually help them given the current scenario where a lot of people don't have, uh, because employment situations are fluid at this point. (laughs) So some people, not everybody has like a group of friends to play Call of Duty with all the time. So having a lot of a lot more single player options with the launch of this console, I think will probably help them for the people that do have a job and want to buy a console that they can play games with themselves instead of having to have a group to play with. So I think that's cool. And I'm excited to see uh, more female protagonists, but I'm also at the same time a little bit bummed out because I'm not, we're not going to be buying two PS5s. So. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say I never. Mean, we should at least talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually just got really like what you said, like campaign and having a good campaign within a game is, is super important. I think Yes. as, as much as, and I think, I know Mike and I have, we've talked about this too, and I'm definitely somebody who enjoys a multiplayer game when I can play with my friends, obviously, but having a good storyline and a good campaign is so important to start off the game in my opinion like i always like to at least go through there to get my bearings first and just to enjoy a game for what it is before i go ahead and just immediately play with others obviously modern warfare warzone where it's just you know the warzone part of being multiplayer is different but right. uh usually within a game yeah I, I agree having something as a campaign if you don't have your buddies to play with at a certain time it is super important and it, it does look like they gave you a good amount of options to actually go through and, and, and play those campaigns which which is awesome 
No, totally. And I feel, you know, I feel like the industry has, I mean, I know I could speak for EA as far as what happened in what, 20 fucking 18 when they shut down Visceral's project of uh, the Star Wars single player campaign game that they had that everyone thought it was like Star Wars 13, 13, the uh, carryover game from Lucasfilm after the uh, the closure there. Um, <laughs> when they canceled that game and obviously one of the EA execs came out and said that it was mainly a decision of, you know, we see that the current market right now doesn't really support single player campaigns as much as, as there's a need for open world type experiences and stuff like that. And I thought I think that was just a, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people blasted uh, whoever said that. I forget, I forget what what exec said it, but, you know, he was on blast, uh, you know, for those comments, because ever since that was said, I think the following year we had some of the best um, single player campaign games that we've ever seen. Right. Like I pretty sure it was followed up with the latest God of War and, um, you know, some of the other games as well. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, single player campaigns are very, very important and it's not a dying fad. And that will be just reiterated next week when we play Last of Us 2, right? So I'm very, very excited for that game. And uh, I do have some gripes about it, but I'll get about, I'll talk about that on the, uh, the next podcast. We'll get that on our pod, next podcast, yeah. buddy. Yeah, we but, can go um, over gripes. Yeah. We love our gripes, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. We like to break <laughs> some balls. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a pleasure, uh, you know, going over this with you guys. Uh, I know we're all gamers and gaming enthusiasts, so it's, uh, it's exciting to see that, uh, you know, to, to share all our excitement together in, uh, in one form like this, which is pretty, pretty fun. So yeah, we're moving uh, forward yeah. within technology, which is the fun part, right? I mean, we're seeing to a the shift. future, Ryan, oh. yeah, to the future. No, we are, we're seeing, we're seeing a shift and some of yeah. it's big, some of it's not. I mean, like you said, graphics wise, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to have to wait and see how big of a difference it truly is, but within processing speeds and everything there and, and all that, that's, that's exciting, man. So, uh, we're, we're getting a good glimpse of that and we're going to be all, uh, playing with those new consoles sooner than later. So yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know what? I want to see your lighting. Your lighting probably looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's only really good. So good. <laughs> dude, all right. Well, tra- dude, I'm going to just say this. I'll leave it yeah. up to this. So yeah, this whole concept this. of, of ray tracing like people are really going to appreciate what the next gen consoles do with that because real-time lighting in a game is going to be a game changer dude like it's not based off of you know where exactly what's being rendered pre-rendered like it's going to happen in real time based upon where the camera is being pointed and that is a pretty uh pretty awesome achievement so is that get ready for that is that something that will be reflective with current tvs though or will you have to go invest into like an 8k tv for that kind of technology no, to no that's all in, present? That's, that's all in engine so basically okay. you know think of when you're playing the game how game how the game is taxed with performance wise with you know with L, uh, lod's which is the level of details for each object like so things that are showing on camera are obviously rendering as soon as the camera hits them, right? So like it starts to load textures and pop popping in and out. So like you will see less popping in and out of textures when like swiveling the camera around and you know around the character's head, right? Like you're gonna see like, you know, it's based on the actual real time render of where the light is positioned in the world, not where the character or you're moving the camera. So mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be pretty pretty cool. That's uh, awesome. I, mean, I think that's what they were trying to I think that's what they showed in that demo of that game that we were talking about earlier, that project, whatever that uh, whatever that name, that whatever Jessica was excited for. Jessica, what was your most excited game project? Something was it Ativa? 
Athia or Athia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Atheist. when they showcased that, they were they were showing the real time rendering, and uh, you know they were showing like how light was cascading through the cave and glimmering off the rocks, and they were basically simulating, you know, you know the the all the drop shadows that you would see, and all seeing that all being, you know, obviously not even being rendered in real time; it's just being updated in real time based upon the lighting in the world, which is really really cool. That's amazing. So, no, it's, it's it's some cool stuff, man. It's uh, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be uh, we're 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 very. Uh, it's crazy to see how far this industry has come from just the pixel days, right? So it's, un- <laughs> it's unbelievable. I know, I know, it's crazy. All right, well, hey, uh, unless you guys have anything else you guys want to bring up, I think that's gonna do it for us. You got anything else, Steve? Uh, just want to say that. Uh... I'm pretty excited for the next gen. Uh, I don't know if I'm sold on a PS5 over a Series X yet. I'm going to probably wait till July to get a better idea on that. Um, Convince your wife right there to get both. <laughs> I mean, that's not an issue. There's no yeah, question. Yeah, that's not a both. problem. Oh, okay. Well, then you're good. The question is getting two I mean, of both. Someone gets an Xbox, someone gets a PlayStation. And then obviously not switch both of you are on the same one. Just switch off. Yeah. Yeah, simple. there you go. <laughs> Do both of you guys have uh, separate Switches too? No. No. Oh, okay. I just you steal his and I want to play it. Okay. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now now I'm actually, uh, I'm like, oh, maybe it's a good thing Nicole doesn't play. I don't know if I'd be a good sharer. Right? <laughs> we have our own Xbox One and that's everything else is just one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, nice because we basically buy digital and then we share the games yeah. digitally so we don't have to buy two copies of every game yeah that's smart that's a good way to do it wait so when one person's logged into the account does the other person get kicked no because what you do is uh i think playstation does this too you can yeah, set so xbox you can set one console to your primary uh-huh. and then you can set the other one as your secondary. So what you do is you have the secondary with the one that has the games with gold account on it, because then you will always be able to access your online stuff, which you need to get to digital. And then the primary will always let you, because it's your primary. So it registers whether you have games of gold or not. Yeah, anyone in your household is allowed to play your game purchases on your home console. So my official console is actually Steve's primary console, according to Xbox, so that I can play his games when he's on his console upstairs. So you're saying so yeah. you're saying that Nicole and Megan can potentially hop on Warzone with us? Yes, <laughs> I, I'd actually. I think I'd pay money to see her on Warzone. To be honest, right? both of them. Who actually. the fuck's watching our kids? Holy shit! <laughs> no, we do this at night. They're asleep. They're I know. they're good. I know. They're dead asleep. <laughs> dead yeah. asleep. Wink wink, 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 wink. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, hey, this is gonna do it for us, man. We we appreciate both you, uh, Steve and Jessica. Thank you guys for uh, doing this crossover event. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We got to go over the obviously the PS5 uh, console, the games. Uh, and obviously the live showcase that was uh, as of 6.11. So, uh, yeah, like I said, that's going to do it. We appreciate everybody's listenership. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to be dropping a uh, another episode here this week, going over some uh, movies, TV shows, and some other recommendations we have for everybody. But until then, you guys have a great night. Thank you guys for listening. And again, this was WTF and uh, DTF joining forces. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks. PlayStation. 
Thank you for listening to this special PS5 crossover episode between What's the Focus and Dissecting This Fiction. You can also find us on our website, dtfcast.com, or join our Facebook group called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Hope you join in the conversation, because we're always DTF, and you should be too. DTF.